1: It is now quite a day
2: for local sport from your local team.
0: This is Charlton Live. When the red, red robin
1: comes, bob, bob, bobbing along, along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his home. Sweet song. Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red, live, love, love and be happy, what if I be blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers, rain may glisten but still I When he starts rubbing his own sweet song I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again Singing a song When the red, red robin comes Bob, bob, bobbing along
3: Clash with the gas ends all square, and the race for the playoffs couldn't be any tighter. Welcome to Charlton Live.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, good evening to you all, and welcome to Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio on your Sunday evening. My name is is Louis Mendes, and joining me here in the studio as we get set to look back at yesterday's one or draw with Bristol Rovers is uh, Nathan Mullet. How doing,
4: Nathan? Living the dream, mate. Yeah, Yeah,
3: living it? yeah. yeah I'm alright, yeah. Glad we eventually made it home from Bristol yesterday after our train problems.
4: Yeah, we got someone was nicking the wiring from the uh, yeah. signal box or something. Yeah. It? But it's nice to see a ground with like eight or nine different stands in there, which is a bit weird. Like
3: Stadium. Yeah. It's a beautiful <laughs> little stadium. I, quite, I quite enjoyed it actually, I thought it, I thought it was a nice little ground to, to go and visit And the, uh, the other person joining us here in the studio, they also uh, got to uh, sit in one of those nine stands yesterday Was Lewis Cat, how are you doing Lewis? I
5: don't know about sitting down, I had to stand up for the whole thing, <laughs> yeah. it was horrible, no the, roof the,
3: No roof, I mean yeah but Didn't rain no defeat either, and that's no the main defeat. thing.
5: That is the main thing.
3: So on tonight's show, we will hear highlights of yesterday's one-all draw uh, with the Gas uh, from the Valley Pass commentary in a little while. We're also going to hear from Lee Boyer his full interview uh, after yesterday's game, um, and of course, we're going to discuss the fact that the playoff run couldn't be much tighter. Now we're, we're getting together a list of all the fixtures coming up for the teams uh, in and around the playoffs uh, situation, and try and work out who's going to end up on what points. And that prediction will be final. We will email it to the Football League and call off the rest of the season and just go with whatever we say it will be as long as we end up in the playoffs <laughs> uh and uh, also also i mean we've got to look ahead to tuesday's game at fc wimbledon so if you guys want to have your say on that or anything from yesterday's game the playoff race anything you want to have your say on uh, you can email us studio at cheltenlive.co.uk. you can tweet us. Chat on live. You can head over to the chat on live forum, There's a thread on there where you can discuss tonight's show and anything you want to have your say on as well. Before we we head into the the highlights, Nathan, like i say you were there yesterday. <coughs> yeah. uh, one all draw in the end, fair result.
4: Um, I would say on the balance of play, I think I think we probably had shaded it. But I mean, you looked at the stats; it was quite level. We had a couple more shots, but. Yeah, I would, I would have said a, a, it was probably a fairer result. I think it would have been quite robber, like a bit of a robbery if we did come away with three mm. points. But to, needless to say, I thought we did play well at times. First half, not so much, but I thought second half, I thought Reeves done really well and bossed the game, I thought.
5: But, um, and he just seems to be getting stronger and stronger each week.
3: And Lewis, I mean, was your opinion that it was a fair result after after that game?
5: Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, like like Nave says, I think we probably just about shaded it. Um, but it, I think, yeah, it would have been a bit of an injustice if we'd have pinched it. At the end, but then again we were both quite nervous that they were gonna pinch it at the end. Yeah, just, just do a typical Charlton, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'd yeah, a draw, I'd, I'd take a draw. Still unbeaten under bow so mm. not bad.
3: Excellent stuff. Well let's have a listen to the highlights of yesterday's game. Uh Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith on the Valley Pass. Turns inside, finds a rebo, instant ball to Gyro.
2: Jairo. Gyro's got Kaikai on the left he wants the to football. use him, does so. Kaikai on the overlap. Little lovely touch. Oh, This man, he's into the six-yard box. Oh, oh trying to get it across for Jose. The keeper clears it away for the first Charlton corner of the afternoon.
6: Did everything right but the finish, Kai Kai. A superb little bit of football from Charlton. Jairo picking up in the middle. Out wide left to Kai Kai. Made a great run. The first touch was quite heavy. It invited the challenge, I think, from Moore. He got past whoever the right-back is, actually, it was Clark, got past James Clark, into the box, and he had Jose square and another player square, and in the end, I think
2: he went for goal, and the keeper tips oh, it behind him. Pick out, Paige inside Torrebo, a little touch from Kaikai, Kai, lovely Beautiful. reverse ball from Jairo, into a Jose oh. with a shot, the keeper couldn't handle, and it's away for a corner. Again, the football
6: superb from the Alex. Again, a bit of joy down his left-hand side. Kaikai, Kai in particular, has shown some really nice touches early on. He's a little, delightful little flick towards a, Gyro laid it off for Jose, Jose only had one thought in his mind, it was a stinging effort which the goalkeeper, Slocum, couldn't handle. That's the parrot it behind be him.
2: Namesake ball. Clark, who turns inside and then switches it across to Harrison on the opposite side. He's got an overlap of Brown if he wants to use it. Instead goes for shot, to the right-hand oh, side, what a save from Amos! But it's still on, still in the field and crossed in by Brown. And sh- I don't know how that got up in the air, was it a Charlton foot? I think it yeah. might have been. I'd have forced to Kasky or Pierce. but what a save from Pier- uh, Amos. It looked like that was airing in the bottom right-hand corner. He hit it so well, Harrison.
6: Chelm with some poor defending on his right-hand
2: side, okay, though. He cleared up field on this one by... Uh... Oh, it's a loose header back from Pierce. It was won by Moore, a bouncing ball from the goal kick. Caught Charlton on the hop, Dick still couldn't get there, Moore got there first, and then Jason Pierce. all he had to do was cushion the header back to Ben Amos, and he got it totally wrong. And it was Bennett who followed the ball into the penalty area, and he planted the finish past Amos, who stood no chance.
6: Yeah, there's, a, there's two errors there from Charlton. The initial goal kick came in. They didn't win the first set. I didn't see who that was. The ball loops up, and Pierce tries to go back to Amos, doesn't get the connection, and credit to Bennett who just ran in behind and tapped home. It's a poor goal for Charlton to concede. Pierce will be disappointed in that. Ball out, defence out, left to Page, inside to Rebo. Aribo beats Bennett momentarily. Ball down the line to Kai Kai, back to Aribo, reverse catch. to Reeves. This is good football from Charl. Out left to Jose picks it up. Will go for goal. Nicky Jose. Oh! It's a good save from Silkem. Just tipped it over. It's a great effort from Jose. Kinden side onto his right foot on the edge of the box, looking for the far corner. Hit it perfectly. The goalkeeper, Slocum, just got his left fingertip on it. Tip it behind for a Charlton corner. Oh,
2: that looked like it had a goal written all over it. The way it uh, was a lovely move from Charlton, and that's what we've been missing, really. That little sharp movement and finding space. And it released to Jose on the uh, left-hand side of the penalty area. A lovely curling effort, which the keeper did well. save over this corner. Force course, of the corner. It's a decent oh. one. And Rebo
6: wins the header and just wide. And Rebo would be desperately unhappy with himself, though. He got ahead of his man. It was a nice little flick goal bound and just wide same favorite to get that at least on target had he done so probably been one all here closed down by Lockyer looking for a bit of space to potentially cross goes right to Dicksteel Dicksteel cuts inside backwards to rebo. Rebo forced Kasky Reeves good ball cool. inside to Kaikai Kai. on the edge of the box Kaikai Kai, back to Reeves shooting opportunity Reeves shoots Goal! Goal! Deflection and Ben Reeves gets jumped back in the game on the edge of the box is teed up by Kaikai took a touch Took a massive deflection off a of Bristol Rovers defender, Ron Viet, the goalkeeper,
2: Slocum, who couldn't adjust back down to his left hand side to tip it away. And Cheltener leveled just before half time. What a time to score! And Ben Reeves, who in that uh, in that move picked out two or three sublime passes to keep the move going. And then he came across here to the right hand side. Dick Steele oh, it seemed a bit reluctant to make the overlap and didn't go past, so he's back to. Joe Rebo, but Ben Reeves always stayed available and was there for the pass and was there for the return, and then it sort of opened up a little bit in front of him, he had runners left and right instead he chose to make the shot, took a wicked deflection which almost certainly took it away from Slocum, but Charlton won't mind it, buried in the back of the net we're back on one towards to Shiro
6: had to be a free kick, the referee plays on Shiro, long ball out, left will find Kaikai, Kai keeps it in, Kaiko, the page on the overlap, approaching the parent here, Kaikai Kai cuts inside onto his right foot, back out to his left, Kaikai Kai still blocked, oh. and it'll be a Chong, no, has oh, come no, back, come off, come Kai back Kai off Kai Kai, he's unlucky there, his lovely footwork to cut inside onto his left foot and he had three Bristol Rovers players close him down and he was unlucky as his shot deflected back off of him, now for a Bristol about about the Bristol Rovers cross. Here. Instead, we'll look for the ball inside to Kaikai. Kai. He's got Bennett closing down. Kaikai Kai still with it. Good ball out right to Reeves in a bit of space. Reeves thinking about a shot. Gets it on side to his left foot. Goes for goal. Oh, oh that's a good save from Slocum. Looked like finding the back of the net. A it superb almost, strike
2: from it Reeves. It almost looked like Slocum had dived too soon. Yeah, and, uh, I totally agree. Like I might have caught him out and was looping over the top of him. He did really well with that left hand to, to scoop it round for this corner. But another lovely Reece, It's
6: a good first touch. Reese thinking about a shot. Chips it forward. It might fall for Jairo. It does. Jairo! Oh. oh, he just tried to chip it over the goalkeeper. The idea was right from Michael Jairo. Narrow
2: angle. He put too much on it over the bar. be a corner. Foster Kasky preparing to take this on the far side. Charlton starting to run, starting to move. Jairo one of them. Bauer the other. It's a deep one towards Bauer. Oh, it's uh, headed up near by Harrison. dropping to a Rebo shot goal. Oh! Off the line. Pierce is in there. So is Bauer again. Oh, trying to cross the ball over the line, but Bristol clearing away and up to Gaffney. But his uh, goalkeeper is down injured.
6: Oh dearie me! It's cleared off the line. A Rebo shot. He he couldn't really get the proper connection and somehow it scrambled clear off the six-yard box. Then go to Pierce. he's shot goal-bound, it's deflected down, came to bow and eventually it's scrambled
2: clear. It's the final whistle as the goal kick comes away on us, shared here at the Memorial Stadium.
3: Probably a fair result, an absolute battling performance from both sides. There we heard the highlights on Valley Pass of yesterday's one-all draw with uh, Bristol Rovers. Uh, Terry said he, I think, at the end that he thought it was, a, like I say, a, a fair result. But I think, I mean, if you have to look at the the quality of the chances in that second half, I do feel we we had the better of that.
4: Yeah, I think in the second half it does it. It did seem like the majority of the play was in their half, um, and yeah, we did. Uh, like you say, we did have. I would, you know, even though on paper I think we only had like three shots on target, more than them possession about forty five fifty five. But yeah, that we did have um, the ones that noted, like the one off the line, and obviously Reeves's one, which obviously Terry said. So yeah, I mean, we did in a way, but I still think we, it might have been a bit of a kick in the teeth for them if they um, if they mm. did lose. But uh, like. We said off air, you know, they're the fifth top scorers in the league, so we can't. It's not like they're bottom of the league and struggling. Mm. They're no, no slouches, you know. Not, not many
3: teams go to the memory exactly I think I think Jake from New Shopper said it yesterday. Apparently, that was uh, other than Shrewsbury, no one else has no one's won there mm. in, in 2018 since the turn of the year. So, I mean, we we, we asked by after if we thought it was a, a handy point, point now he seemed pretty. Frustrated at the end, but I mean, overall, is a point quite useful in in this stage? Keeps us in the playoffs with the results elsewhere, sort of going our way as well.
5: Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, obviously, it's going to be frustrated. We could have had the opportunity potentially to pull away a bit more, but I think you take a point. I mean, it should never be stuffed at getting a point away, uh, away from home, especially against a side like Bristol Rovers, who, like Nathan says, they're they're not exactly down there. They're you know they're mid table. They're not. They weren't too far off it themselves, even though their manager sort of written them off making the playoffs they're not a million miles away so um, no I think a point, point's a decent result down there I'll move on to Tuesday and, and go from there
3: mm. um, the team news before the game was, was quite interesting made made three changes uh, obviously we knew Tariq Fosu was, was going to be out for a uh... Uh, a, a two weeks by the sounds of it with his injury so silly Kai Kai came in but the, perhaps the more interesting one on on the day was the fact that both fullbacks changed over so obviously last week we had little Jade Silver at left back and Esri Konza at right back but uh, that was on, on Monday against Rotherham uh, Carl, uh, Carl Lee decided to, to revert <laughs> back to to, to Lewis Page yeah. uh, in in the left back position and Anthony Dixon in the right back position who would played so well in, in his first couple of games so obviously it was a little bit of rotation involved there I mean we we found out since then that Jay's got a little bit of a a tight fire as well so a, a bit of an injury problem as well but we I mean were you surprised before before the game when you saw that lineup um,
4: yeah I was I mean I was obviously it was only until obviously we knew little Jay had an injury because um, we said on Thursday we'd f- we I think we all said that we, Jay would start but I mean it's not like we've got any you know, I wouldn't say a backup, but I think Page again done really well yesterday. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. Yesterday he done really well. So um, I was surprised by Jig still starting. Um, I don't, I don't know if it was a tactical one because we got Wimbledon on Tuesday, maybe, and as I don't know, but I think he, I think first half I thought Anthony looked a bit shaky. I think they got down at that right our right hand side a little bit too easy in some points in the first half, and he seemed to grow into the game as it wore on, but. Um, yeah I mean apart from that it was obviously Jay was injured so obviously you know Lewis is going to come in but yeah the right back was more of a surprise mm. with me. What well, did you
3: make of performance yesterday? Obviously he has, hasn't had the the best of time since he's come in from Palace but he's, he's started to grow a little bit over the last few weeks again now isn't he?
5: Yeah I thought he had a couple of moments yesterday um where he did look quite dangerous. Um but he has he's obviously got that task to fill fill the place of Tariq now while while he's out injured. Um, I mean, he's done it before at that level with Shrewsbury and everything. So I'd like to think that he's going to come up trumps at some point. And I think he, like you say, he's getting better and better every week. He just needs that that spark in a game. You know, maybe push on and get a goal at some point. Maybe it'll give him a bit of confidence. Yeah. But he, he's looked a lot better in the last couple of weeks when he's come on and, yeah. and started.
3: Because he nearly had that spark right at the start of uh, of the game. So two or three or oh, four minutes in, he sort of danced his way in on the, on the left hand side. Uh, you know. Paul to save out of the goalkeeper there. Um, I mean, a good bit of run there. A little bit of a flash of something that we'd hope to see a bit more often from him.
4: Yeah, I mean, he, the thing is with, with Soleil, he, he, he frustrates in a way because he... I always mention back to the Bradford home game, that first half, where he's... The way he can move with the ball and just he's these acceleration so quickly with the ball, it's, it's like... It's hard to get near him and he needs to do that a lot more, I think. But, um, you know, he has... He, I think it's going to be another sort of reef situation. Now he's got this opportunity; he needs to take this now because he's going to get a good three, four games. Because I think he's been—he came in the side, then he was out, and then he's cameo appearances. And I think he just needs that little bit of run there to get that confidence. Because I think mm. we can all see he's got it in him, but he just needs to do it on a bit more of a consistent basis. Mm. I think.
3: It, it, what, when he did dance, so that was one of the few times mm. we actually got beyond them in the early stages, in particular. Because I thought Bristol Rovers did look look like quite a difficult team to break down. Uh, particularly in that first half. I mean, we, we, if you look at the, the, the next chance, I felt a Nikia Josie. It was a shot from distance, and there was a couple of times where that seemed to be a Jose's best chance of getting a goal yesterday. when he sort of mm. drops a little bit deep to try and to try and have an effort from outside the box.
5: Yeah, I mean, it, it, they did look quite decent as a defensive unit yesterday, um, Bristol Rovers, um, and the, the pitch didn't really help either. I thought mm. it, was, it was quite a bobbly pitch, and I suppose the way we play it um, usually, it's never going to be. Wasn't going to help us out like whatsoever, but it's like Nate said earlier, and and you've alluded to there with with Kai Kai. I think he needs that needs that boost that Ben Reeves has just received because he was he's a different player the last few weeks to what he has been. I think Kai Kai has got that in him as well. Um, but yeah, you know, defense yesterday sort of re- restricted us to taking those chances like a Joe they had from outside the box and yeah. That's, that's sort of what would well, you were make? What
3: do you make about Nicky Jose since he's come back in under under Lee Bayer Because obviously, you know, he, he seems to be very much frozen out of the club under Carl Robinson. Went up to Bury wasn't playing many minutes up there. But my awkward handshake with him at the away game <laughs> with Berry persuaded him to come back to the Valley, and he, he's been given a chance now under under Lee. Now we've gone to this two our front situation. Yeah, I mean, um, maybe
5: that handshake was his turning point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's. I was I was saying to the guys I go with, and I was saying to Nate yesterday. I think he just looks like a completely different player. And he's just got. Now we're playing to his strengths and playing with that two up front. He's just lo- he looks a lot more dangerous. And although he's not he's not exactly getting the goals at the moment, the dummies that he's you know the assists mm. that he's getting through dummies and his work rate. I know Lee has alluded to it a few times now that where he's he's covering so much grass and he had this he had this sort of um, thing around him where it was like Nicky Jose he doesn't care he's, he's not putting the effort in. But I think the last few last few weeks and since definitely since he's been back in the side, it's been the complete opposite of that and mm. he seems to be everywhere and I think if he wasn't running so much we had to take him off after an hour every single week he probably would have got a goal yeah. by now.
3: I was going to make a wild accusation that I wonder if, just because he, maybe if his contract was coming up, I've just double checked and I think he's going on for another year yet. So maybe he is just trying to play his way uh, back into the uh, back into the team. And he certainly, with, without scoring a goal, he certainly looked very lively. Uh, although, I mean, it, to be fair, yesterday wasn't his best game just because it was quite no. difficult to, to find the space because of of, mm. of Bristol Rovers, the way they set up to stop us playing, I guess.
4: Yeah, I oh, know. First half, I thought we, we played into Bristol Rovers' hand. All, you know, we do know that the pitch was was a monstrosity but you know you had what was it Broadbent and the old mere old Tony Craig at the back every time we kept lumping the ball back they were, ne- they were never going to lose those headers so obviously you're never going to lump it up to Nicky so that's why he was obviously dropping deep but when we did try and get it down and get it into the space on the outside that's when we were most successful but you know I think what I think when we done it, we we, sh- we showed what we could do. just that shame. It was a shame the first half we didn't do enough of it because I think the first half was w- was yeah. a bit of a poor game. I thought the first oh, so. their
5: off. guys, really kept uh, Michael Jaro out of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they Really restricted it him. They bullied that, him a little bit. I yeah, thought. I'm surprised
4: Josh didn't come on sooner. I, I
5: thought Josh would have come yeah. on when. Uh, when a Jose went off, I thought he'd have taken yeah. off uh, Shiro for Josh, but he didn't.
3: Yeah, right. So I mean, we, we had a couple of corners. There's there corners at both ends, really, in, in the opening ten minutes or so. But then there was a, a great shot from from Harrison that, that forced the first real big save of the game. That Amos got down well to his right and kept out. Um, I mean, that, that was a decent save considering. I mean, we, we spoke to Ben after the game. He mentioned considering how difficult the pitch is. Sometimes you, as a goalkeeper, it's hard to get a good footing on, on a pitch like that. But he managed to, to get one and get down to his bottom corner.
4: Yeah, I mean, Ben's Ben's just, I think, since the, after the first sort of couple of games where he made a couple of mistakes, he's been, I think he's been brilliant. And it, it just seems like every game he makes an absolute world of a save. And like he said, I mean, it can't be easy because on that pitch, you can hear, I mean, you can see when they were passing the ball sometimes, it was bobbling up and hitting them on the shins and stuff. So as a goalie, you know, and if they're, if they're not clean, if they're not hitting it rather cleanly, you could take any bobble and it was a great save. But... I thought again that he, he was really solid yesterday. He come out, done well on crosses, and just like the two centre halves, I thought we were actually brilliant defensively mm. yesterday.
3: I mean, what have you made of his his performances this uh, thus far, Lewis, this season? Ben Amos, because obviously, like as, as uh, Nave mentioned there, I think I think we, we we just had a slight concern about him after the first couple of games where he dropped a couple of crosses. The same, but ever since then, he's been pretty much flawless.
5: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I was making this comparison the other day to Plymouth away to Plymouth at home. I remember, you know, he had a bit of a yeah. Um, not a nightmare, but it didn't have his best game up at Plymouth. Uh, down at Plymouth, should I say? But uh, yeah, I've been really impressed by Ben Amos, and I think where he's had this period where he's not been con- like consistent in and around a side whatever club he's been at this season, he's you know he's not really missed a game, is he? I don't think he's actually missed a league game. I can't remember the last time he didn't play a well, league
3: I game. Think, I can't, yeah, I can't remember if Phillips might have had a couple of games. I no, mean, he was playing in checker trade, didn't
4: he? Yeah, yeah,
5: and I just I just think that now he's got that run of games behind him and. He, he looks like a really decent goalkeeper, and I don't know if he's a, he's a freebie in the summer. But I, I wouldn't mind snapping. <laughs> that'd be him interesting
3: up. because I think the the rumor was that his, his wages at Bolton were, were quite high, <laughs> which is why a lot of clubs have struggled to why why Bolton struggled to sort of move him on permanently. Mm. He's gone on a lot of loans. So again, I'm not entirely sure of his of his contract situation actually. But it'd be interesting to see if he is available. And, but he surely'd have to take a, a bit of a wage cut if he's you know, getting paid yeah. paid I mean, high if he was wages. if he was
5: available and took the wage cut, you'd take him all day mm. long based on this season the way he's been.
3: Mm. Now, just with the way the game was going yesterday, it did feel like perhaps a, a mistake was going to lead to to the goal rather than because both teams were defending pretty well, uh, and it was such a was such a simple route one goal over the top. It all started off with the goal with a goal kick down down the other end, and it's just been flicked on and then. You know, Jason Pearce must have nodded the ball back to his goalkeeper a thousand times mm. in his career, and it's just, you know, he was doing the right thing. The keeper was there to be nodded to, but he's, he's just, he's just undercooked it, hasn't he? Really, and 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 let and let the, the the player in, Carl Bennett, and it's just, just a little bit frustrating. But I guess you know. You, you don't expect such a mistake from Jason because he's normally so consistent.
4: Yeah, oh, yeah, no, and it was getting really because I mean when he headed it back, you you start I started thinking, well, was it because of the pitch? Is it because it's obviously not zippy, and it's you know it's just stood there? But yeah, it was a pretty poor one. But he put his hands up, and yeah, I mean Carl Bennett, he's the old Brian bloke, isn't he? Carl Bennett, is he the old winger at Brian?
3: Well, he was a it was a lively
4: player, wasn't he? With yeah, a little top knot yeah. on the go. yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. So I mean, and to be fair to the lad, you know, he he's, he's gambled and he's got a. Thing, but it was disappointing. But it was it was more frustrating because they didn't really, apart from a couple of long range efforts, they didn't really trouble us. I didn't. No, think. not at all. And that was what. The, but you know, Jason, as soon as he put his hands up and he he tried getting the boys going, even though it was his mistake, and I'm sure he would have said sorry. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, you, a character like his, you know, yeah. ca- captain of the team uh, yesterday and you know he's won this league before you wouldn't expect him you wouldn't expect that to play on his mind too much you just sort of put it behind him and then just carry on
5: exactly and you know what he's been sensational the last few weeks and it was a really out of character mistake so yeah I think like you said he held his hands up we move on it happens to everybody doesn't it
3: yeah what did you make of our reaction to, to falling behind though? great
4: I think you know because I mean many a times in the last few years we've also always gone 1-0 down and then we can never see us getting a goal let alone coming back so um, I thought we. Sh- we I, I think it gave us a bit of a wake up call, and I think it just kicked us into gear a little bit, and mm. I think we started moving the ball around with a bit more purpose um, yeah. instead of going too direct. Um, and yeah, and I just th- I, that's when I started to see us carving them, carving open a lot more.
3: Yeah, and we started to win a bucket load of corners mm. as well, didn't we? Like, mm. So we, we started to react like that, with perhaps without getting any too much joy from those uh, those corners. I think there was one that was that went back across the goal that Bauer headed back in and that might have been before the goal indeed actually that, that that ended up being scrambled wide but then we did see that that effort from a Jose where he came deep and he looked to curl it right I, I thought that was going right in the top corner and Slocum yeah, pulled off like a great save did didn't he and uh, yeah so I mean a, a decent effort from a Jose?
5: Yeah really decent effort and I'm desperate for him to get a goal I'm so desperate for him to get a goal Mm. because he's really earned it the last few weeks
3: yeah and then from the resulting corner Joe Rebo with his head again after his his goal against Rotherham during the week headed uh, just wide uh, another corner that, that Pierce headed wise you can see we started to turn the screw and then the goal did come now if it, a few of the goals we have scored recently if you look at the first goal in particular against Northampton on, on Good Friday have come at the end of some really tidy little quick pass and move uh, like uh, you know uh, moves where we're passing the ball night and neat and tidy in between ourselves or sometimes in quite a little confined little spaces and then mm-hmm. eventually find a bit of space and that's what we did here for this goal right on the stroke of half time we were just moving it around down the right hand side desperately trying to find space for a cross it didn't happen but we kept moving it quickly. If you keep doing that, then eventually a defender's going to get dragged a yard out of position and Ben Reeves saw his chance hit it. I mean, slight deflection that perhaps made it spin a little bit out of the goalkeeper's grasp, but mm. you know, Ben Reeves in particular, how much has he improved over the last few weeks?
4: Oh yeah, he's he's been brilliant. I mean, and obviously that that little bit of play there, it's, it's so simple. I mean, it was just little triangles. We had two triangles on each time I and it was a one-touch layoff. Came into Kaikai and he struck it sweetly and he obviously, he had that shot which was a great save, but Like I said before, obviously, with the highlights, I think now he's getting a run of games, you can really see not only shooting and passing, but just his intelligence when he has the ball. There were so many times yesterday where he'll get a ball at his feet in a really tight tight angle and he'll just shift his body and he's left the geezer for dead. He's like, right, see you later. And he's got all this time again, and he he, he can drop deep. He can he, he's a nice little player that yeah, something similar to Billy Clark, yeah, in a way. But obviously he's he plays a little bit more deeper than Billy. But I think the last few weeks he's been, well, I mean obviously Arebo's is going to be pushing him, but he's up there. for Obviously the one of our best players since mm. Bryce come.
3: Yeah. Uh, so half time came. It was quite an entertaining half time break with some sort of giant <laughs> pasty doing the rounds, <laughs> as well as a man in drag when he stag do taking a penalty in off the post. The fact mm. that. The the, the half-time entertainment overspilled. Like, Charlton were already on the pitch by the time the man in the the dress was taking a penalty, but that didn't uh, deter him uh, in off the upright. Right, then we came back in. I think Charlton did seem to certainly start on the front foot at the start of that second period. Again, it was very similar to the start of the first half. Like, Kai Kai had that great chance where where he again danced his way into the box and again just had a shot. Blocked. So I mean, you could, like, as we said, earlier, you can see he's starting to get sort of back in, into some sort of rhythm now. And perhaps a run of games like it has done for, for Reeves will we'll hopefully start to bring the best out of him. Just as we start to approach the end of this season.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I think if he if he can get onto a bit of form, then you know he's obviously got the talent to do it. So he could be he could be important in the running. I it's good just to have those options on that side. I mean, well, obviously it's gutting that we've we've lost Tariq for a couple of weeks, but the options you have got Steffi, you've got Mark Marshall. who didn't even get on the pitch yesterday, and you've got. Mm. Sully, Kai, Kai. Reeves has been sort of sticking out wide a little bit lately. Well, I think Reeves have been everywhere lately, mm. but we've got the options there, and I think it'd be nice if he could get a little run together, especially while Tariq's out, because Tariq's pretty unplayable yeah. when he's on the pitch. So. Um,
3: I mean, Tom, I think it was Tom who mentioned on Thursday that he would have picked Marshall over But over do, do you think you could have seen Marshall putting in that sort of performance that Sully did yesterday?
5: Um, to be
4: honest, um, look, I mean, Marshall's a good player, but I don't think he can fit into a narrow system. I think he's more of a chalk on your boot, sort of cross the ball, which is, that's his asset. That's not, you know, he's not a he's not a dribbler. He doesn't take many people long. He'll usually get it out of his feet, use his acceleration, get out of his feet and then whip the ball in. He's not one to sort of drive at people, whereas a Sully and a Fosu, they're the ones that drive at people. But um, And that's why I think Marshall probably won't get too much game time in this system. Mm-hmm. He might change it, but I can't see him playing... He's not going to play a DM, he ain't going to play in the two centres and he ain't going to play at the top of the diamond. That's the only place he can play in, in that. But, yeah, I, I, it's, I just can't see him playing in it. But it's, mm. it's, a, it's a shame because I want Marshall to do well because I know he's a good player. But at the end of the day, when it's not broken, mm. you don't fix yeah. it, so, do you?
3: Yeah, the Reeves had a decent opportunity from sort of about 25 yards out where it looked like he was picking out the, the, the top corner and, and, and the keeper just about scrambled and, and got something onto it. that um, I don't know if it would be fair to say the chances sort of dried up a little bit after that. I mean, we we were having I'd say we were having most of the ball, but again, not quite creating what we wanted for a little while. And there was a great cross from uh, Page that was just over the head of Zyra. And just before that, in fact, there was a ball that that found its way to Zyra in in the area from a really tight angle and he just tried to dink it over the keeper but got it over the bar. I mean, as we said in particular, Zyra, I don't know if he just seemed a little bit marked out of the game yesterday. Mm. So when, when he was getting his few chances, he just sort of perhaps snatched at that one a little bit.
5: Yeah, yeah, I think, he, like you said, he, he he was completely marked out of the game yesterday, and I maybe would have, I maybe would have swapped him out for Josh, um, you know, a bit earlier on, and see how Josh had got on up there. But uh, you know, fair play to Bristol, they they did keep him out of the game, and he has been lively the last few weeks. He, it would have been a bit of an injustice to take him out completely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think maybe maybe on the hour mark, we changed it up a little bit and uh, and seen what what happened. But isn't uh, they quite similar players? so I don't know how much difference it would have made. Mm-hmm.
3: I think, I mean, Steffi Mabedili came on for a, for a Jose yesterday, <coughs> and what did you make of his performance, though? Eh?
5: Rusty. Yeah? Yeah, I, th- I think he
4: looked a bit... Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, we all know how good Steffi is, but I think he's still a way off of uh, where he was. I mean, he's, he's only just come back from injury, is not he? So I wasn't expecting too much, but I just found him a bit... I don't know, a bit apprehensive. I think he could have yeah. know, just drove him a little bit more. But, I mean, yeah, he'd he done OK. He didn't set the world light, but he didn't have a bad game. Um, but i just thought he looked really really rusty but you're only going to get you know that's what everyone says you're only going to get better when you get get minutes under your belt but will he start on tuesday i don't know but that's that in my opinion that's what i think he needs he needs some minutes under yeah. his belt I
3: mean, do you
4: think there is a chance he will um I, I, yeah i can i can see changes on i i i can see josh starting on tuesday yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, think yeah I think he might give Zara a little rest willie you know I, again if now if he, if he if he maintains the two up front is he going to play you know, is he going to play Steffi up front with Josh, or is he going to keep the Jose in now? I don't know. But or is he going to go to the dreaded four-two-three-one? I don't you know. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that seems unlikely. <laughs> All the listeners have just gone off now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. But um, I can see changes. I just mm. think well, in- people like that need minutes.
3: Yeah, it's interesting to note that in fact Lee only actually made the one substitution until injury time when McGuinness came on for for, uh, for Kai Kai. So other than that, we were you know we were playing with pretty much the same team that you know, ten of the same players for the whole ninety and that'll be interesting to see how that sort of translates into into changes or whatnot on uh, on Tuesday. And I think our, possibly our best chance uh to, to win it in the in the second half uh, came from a corner about six minutes from the end where it's just one of those old fashioned goal mouth scrambles and it just felt to <laughs> see how it didn't go in. So I think the corner came over, it came out to a poked at which is bouncing all over the place like Pierce and Bauer were both in there to to have a go and it just couldn't get that scramble over the line because I mean if we if we could have that I mean, that would have been such a huge goal for us yesterday. Oh, yeah, I don't it know was what the time <laughs> we the were we, I,
4: I, I was doing Greg Stubbley noises at that stage because <laughs> I, was, I was, I thought it was going in, and then I was envisaging. Doing a little bundle in that pile, where that massive pond, on the, on pond pile moves, of yeah. pallets, yeah, wheelbarrow <laughs> p- we wheelbarrows yeah. well. But yeah, that no, would have been an absolute huge goal, especially yeah. with it would have been a huge goal if something was like five minutes to go. Like mm-hmm. all the teams around us were losing wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. And then obviously big Noves got an equaliser or something, and then yeah. it sort of went against a little yeah, bit. But yeah, so typically. if we got those, exactly. figures out where the goal is really somewhere else. Yeah, it? if we yeah, scored right. that, it would have been huge, but it wasn't to be. But. One of those things, in it? We yeah. can't have it all.
3: Yeah, I mean they had a late corner, and I bet, in, uh, <laughs> yeah. I was... in, in, in weeks gone by, I think I could have seen us conceding there, and we didn't, which was which was good to see. So we, we, we come away with our point, and like I say, I mean, it's, I mean, let's like say we'll hear from Lee Bowyer in, in a few seconds, but he, he he was a bit frustrated, and he he, he didn't really seem to accept the point. He, he would have much preferred all three and but you know, I think I see it as a fairly handy point. Like I say, Bristol Rovers are a decent team, very difficult place to go, very tight. Ground with you know twelve stands, but you know, <laughs> you know loud crowd as well. It's quite a, quite a good little club down there at Bristol yeah. Rovers, and I thought I thought come away come away with a decent point there. Battled away, unbeaten run stretched to five now, four of which have come under Lee Bowyer. Um, yeah, I, I can I, I see that as a positive result yesterday yeah it's
5: not all bad is it really no. yeah. we've been we've been in worse positions definitely
3: yeah. <laughs> right let's have a listen to Lee Bowyer's interview after yesterday's game uh, just before that though, don't forget if you want to have your say on tonight's show you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk you can tweet us at Charlton live, or you can head over to the Charlton Live forum there's a thread on there uh, for tonight's show um, right this is what Lee Bowyer had to say after yesterday's uh, draw he came out to speak to myself and to Jake from the new shopper
7: I think we first half I thought we were sloppy. Um, Dave was first to everything. They won every second ball. We, we didn't move the ball quick enough. I, I, I thought that we was um, definitely not the same side first half. But second half, I thought we we, we stepped it up again and, and we created a few chances. And I think on another day we we, we would have won that game. Um, but overall disappointed to be leaving with just a point you know um, just makes Tuesday's game even more important now to, to go and win there
3: It's the first time in your tenure that you've had to come from a goal behind as well how important was that goal right on the strike of half time?
7: Very very important because it shows that um, that their character you know and their togetherness to come from behind and to be fair it's a tough place you know the, the, the crowd were good and um, pitch wasn't very good and you know they they. They showed good, good spirit and, and characters come from a goal behind but I think we should have won it. I think looking back overall over the full 90 minutes I think we had a lot of chances, good chances. Uh, Sully had a good chance first half. If he scores that then it's a completely different game. But then second half I think Joe had a couple. Um, they cleared a couple off the line. Well, overall we, we probably deserved to win but in the day we didn't and we're we just getting ready for Tuesday now.
3: And that scramble right at the end there where I think it was Pearce and Bauer both had a couple of chances just willing that ball to go over the line.
7: Yeah, we just want them to like miss hit it so then it bounces and goes in you know but it is what it is. Um, they defended well and uh, and yeah that's unfortunately we've just come away with just the one point.
3: Obviously disappointment with the way the goal was conceded in the first half but Jason Pierce is the type of character he'll be able to come back from that.
7: Yeah, everyone makes mistakes you know they're, they're human beings we all make mistakes and uh, Pierce has been solid in the last three games and um, he's made a mistake but there's a lot of good things that he's done today to make up for that mistake so uh, he puts his body on the line every time he steps on the pitch and uh, it's done now and, 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 and we'll just move on
3: Obviously you were missing Tariq Fosu and you brought in Suli Kaika. He said we, during the week he's going to have to prove his point today and he, he had a, a lot of possession of the ball today a lot of good runs
7: yeah yeah, he played well I thought I thought um, his decision making was good he rolled inside at the right times I think he caused them a lot of problems um, just, just wish he would have taken that chance first half and it would have probably give him the boost that he probably needed and a bit of confidence but I thought no his overall performance I thought he'd uh, I thought he'd done well today
3: And so it's another another point another game unbeaten for yourself to, to take into Tuesday's game at AFC Wimbledon which is a, a big one like they will are for the rest of the season now
7: yeah, there's six left now, and uh, we've just got to keep winning games, um, and, or not losing games. But we want to obviously to be taking the three points instead of ones. Ones aren't really that good at this stage of the season. You, if we win on Tuesday, then I think that puts us four points in, in front of others, so uh, which is a nice little gap. And we've got to play the, a couple of the others. So. Uh, yeah, I think at the moment I'm, I'm I'm happy with the lads. You know, I said to him, like, "This is two points drop really, but it's, just, it's important now that we go and uh, prepare properly for Tuesday."
3: Just finally, I mean, you said during the week that you're hoping that Ahmed Kashi would be available, but as he, he wasn't in the squad today, as he had a setback.
7: Uh, yeah, yep yeah. Kashi trained again yesterday, but then after training, he said he's uh, that the problem he has is heel while he's saying that he's sore again, and so. Um, he said he's not hundred percent, so he he stayed at home. Do you think he's got a chance for Tuesday? No. Okay. Is that the, is the heel the Achilles that he injured before? I thought, to be fair, I don't, I don't really know. It was his Achilles, obviously, his previous injury, but this is a completely different thing. It's, it's more like his heel, so but I don't know. I don't know how long he'll be. But obviously, he was out for what three weeks or so, yeah. four weeks. Um, but he's come back and he's starting to feel it again so I'm, I'm not sure I'll have to speak to the physio obviously that was late yesterday just as we was about to leave that we found that out so um, yeah Yeah, Bristol Rovers I think they've only lost once at home this year um, sorry um, yeah in, in 2018 I think it was to Shrewsbury so when you consider that is that to make it a good point today not really no I think we should have won um, whatever game we go to and whatever ground we go to we'll be looking to win uh, so if, if you're going to say I'm not happy with a point not really, I think we had enough chances and created enough chances to win the game um, I think there was only going to be one team that, that was going to win in the second half and, uh, uh, and I thought that was us so obviously points better than nothing but um, yeah, a bit disappointing to be honest Yeah, You rotated your full backs again, does
5: that kind of show how much quality and depth you have You know,
7: especially in those positions? Yeah, Little J's um, struggling as well so little Jada Silva he's, he had a uh, tight fire. he didn't um after yesterday's training so uh yeah no he didn't train yesterday so um yeah so that's something I'll obviously have to think about I think Lewis Page got cramp again so um yeah I'm, I'm lucky in that department like obviously the fullbacks but more so on the right now than the left just like like, like I mean, is Jay ruled out of Tuesday or is it too soon to know? That? Uh, I, I, again, I don't know. It was it was only yesterday that we uh, decided to leave him in and not train. So uh, I don't know the, uh, how bad he is, but uh, hopefully it won't be too long. Yeah,
5: it was funny for me. I think um, this is the third, or sorry, the fourth game. I think Nicky Jose has been subbed off in the, around the hour mark. I mean, is he fully fit
2: yet? Uh,
7: he, well, every time he's playing an hour, he's getting more minutes and he's getting fitter. Um, I think it was tough for him today, he had two big centre halves like and and it was very physical and this wasn't very like really a pitch to pass and so we, he was making good runs but it, it was difficult, you know, sometimes instead of them playing one and two touch they always had to seem to take a, an extra touch because of how bobbly it was, you know. So uh, so yeah, no, Nicky's doing well. I'm 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 happy with what he's he's brought to the team.
0: For full, important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
6: ahead of the Oxford defence and Foster will try and close it down and oh. Mussinio gets himself in a bit of trouble. It comes to McGuinness. McGuinness on the edge of the penalty, a good challenge from Mussinio. Cash gets there first, Cash in the penalty, Cashy! Oh, yes. What a finish! His first goal of the oh. season! Beats Eastwood, diving to his right side, Cashy's running around the valley, <laughs> absolutely
2: delighted for him. McGuinness has stayed down though from the challenge, and John take the lead here at the
3: valley. So welcome back to chat live here on Maritime Radio. That was Lee Bowyer. Uh speaking to the media after yesterday's one-all draw with Bristol Rovers. I mean, Lewis he sounded he, he didn't sound uh too over the moon with with the point really, did he? No, he sounded a bit a bit defeated really, didn't he? Um but I suppose he's
5: he's got this hunger and this mentality. He's going he, he wants to win every single game between now and the end of the season. So I think that's just part of what Lee is about. So it, it, you know, he'll be annoyed but at least we didn't lose yeah. and You know, we go on to Tuesday and hopefully we get a win there and and then, you know, keep winning.
3: (laughs) It's it's the first time we've been behind in in his tenure, as I mentioned, in the interview there. I mean, so in in terms of testing, we talked about this a a couple of weeks ago, actually, when we were just on the winning streak. You know, it'd be interesting to see how we react when we do go a goal behind. So uh, you know, without needing really to change too much, he he did seem to get reaction from his team. Yeah,
4: and I think he said after the... um after the Rotherham game and I think even after the Northampton game that they've they've set a standard now so I think as soon as they start dropping below those standards he's not going to be too happy and I'm pretty sure he told them that but yeah like you say we went a goal down Um, I think in previous weeks or previous seasons we probably would have crumbled and we might have lost by more um, instead of picking up a draw but uh, yeah I think they showed like I said I think it did kick us into gear a little bit Um, Mm. we started to play well after that and as Bo said, you know we were try. We didn't sit back and try and get him on the counter. We did sort of try and play with some sort of initiative, which was nice to see mm. away from home.
3: You won't be surprised to hear this tweet from Charwin Exile it says, "I'm liking the interviews with Mr. Boyer so much better than that last bloke." <laughs> 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 and, uh, Dan, Dan tweeted in as well, saying, "Evening lads, uh, up the res Tuesday is a massive game for us. We could go three points." Clear in that race for that that playoff spot, of course. Uh, Value Floyd Fred, that. Carl Bennett, the one who scored the goal yesterday, was uh, left Bristol Rovers on a free from Portsmouth in January, so they got him on a free as well. Those like, looked a he a real a lively player. lively little player, didn't he? Now, I mean, Lewis, you ain't not been in for a while, so I mean, we haven't really asked you about your opinion on why Lee Bowyer has uh, got the Midas touch. Why has he turned Charlton <laughs> from uh, you know Charlton into like Barcelona? What? <laughs> yeah,
5: well, yeah. I just think um, that when it came down to at the start of the season under Kyle the system was working but then i think as we got sussed out there was a lack of a plan b and i think as that as we got sussed out the results worsened and you know relationships obviously broke i think it was the crowd at the fleetwood game was pretty dire um and then you know and Kyle's gone i was i mean i was a bit surprised that he'd gone with the the amount of time left for the rest of the season but at the same time yeah, I suppose his, his future this, was yeah. never was never concrete so he's going to do that but I just think what I love about it at the moment is that you've just got proper Charlton in charge you've got Bowyer and you've got Jacko, and I think mm. that the fans are getting behind that and believing in that and maybe that is that is passing through to the team as well I think and you see the attendances recently like Northampton away was absolutely ram-packed yesterday was ram-packed yeah. no doubt tomorrow Wimbledon will be jam-packed and Portsmouth and that, that is just people getting behind someone they believe in and Bo, you know, Bowyer's Charlton Jacko's Charlton and that's just I think that helps, especially with where we are in the table and what we could potentially pull off should things go the way we want them to. I think everyone's sort of buying into that and giving it a real good go.
3: He seems to have taken a real shine to little Joe De Silva as well, <laughs> doesn't he? Yeah, I don't think he's ever yeah. said his name about saying the word little before him. I, I am keeping a track of them I think I've got 11 or 12 little JD Silvers snipped out now which we're going to play in one big montage at the end of the season but uh, yeah it's good to see I mean in, in terms of like because obviously it's quite an interesting dynamic really the way he's come in Having been Carl's assistant manager already, and not having much experience other than being Carl's assistant and a few weeks at, at Watford helping out Harry Keel with the under twenty three, so for him to have been brave enough to make his own decisions in terms of um, you know changing formation, chopping and changing the the, the personnel in, in the starting lineup, I mean yeah, some managers may may not have been like I say brave enough to to have done that.
4: No, and I think what we have got to remember with Bose is obviously he's been working with us for. What, over a year now and he knows exactly what the players are capable of and what they're not capable of and and I think <clears throat> straight away because you'd think as soon as you know as a number two gets a job it's gonna be the same system so it's gonna be pretty pointless which is why you see quite a lot of number twos go straight away when people leave. But he obviously thinks we're probably better as a team playing a narrow because we're better on the ball. Well he's already already said that, you know, we're good on the ball, but we needed to do more off the ball in terms of our shape and stuff. Mm. Um but yeah I mean he's I don't think. Um, I think he already come out and said that he wasn't. He'd never envisaged him being here because he, like, he only
3: started on two days a week when he first came in, didn't he? Yeah. So it's just a bizarre situation as yeah. well. <laughs> about he, the... he's got balls to do, isn't yeah. he? So. Yeah. We we'll talk about the, uh, the, the the weird situation we're in with the takeover as well later on because uh, with that with that season ticket update. Now Dan says the game yesterday uh, would have probably uh, lost. Uh, we would have probably lost it under Robertson. Boyer uh, has given us our fight back. I mean, I certainly agree with. If you look at the last few performances under Carl um it, we certainly were playing like a team that you know that had lost a little bit of interest, you know, and it's no coincidence in my opinion that it coincided with when the manager had, had, you know decided he was on the way out
5: i agree with, I agree with that email actually i i think that we would have lost that game under car um i think we again like i say with with the shape and everything we would have we would have started a certain way, gone one down, and we wouldn't have changed anything mm. um so yeah i do i I believe that like you say. The, the performances under Carl did slope, and when it became apparent that he, he wanted out, obviously it was all I mean, sort of done with.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of people asked. Oh, so you know, were the players frustrated with with the lack of change in formation? And you know, I mean, it's, it's hard to tell from the outside, but when just just by purely watching it, you, I mean, did you see players getting frustrated and thinking, "Oh, you know, we need we need to mix things up a little bit"?
5: I suppose you you don't really see it firsthand, but I I think. You know, I imagine Josh McGuinness had his frustrations this year playing up top on his own. Um, I, you know, I imagine people like Jose and what was the comment that Kyle said that we only had one striker and that was Josh and he had a Jose and Gyro and all that sat on the bench. Mm. You know, and you think things like that would frustrate players, I'm sure. Um, and you know, that's that's obviously changed now. And, and Lee Bowyer's got his way that he wants to play, and these players are getting getting a look in and they're performing. So um, I think that's just sort of a I don't know whether it's sort of a middle finger up at Kyle, showing them what they can do now. But who knows?
3: I mean, how much? I mean, because uh, I, I I've said it before. Whereas I'm not sure if it will help in terms of the fact that Lee Bowyer obviously play football at the highest level in, in in this country, Champions League with with Leeds United, and um, you know, and in the Premier League as well, of course. Now Carl didn't only only ever played at non-league, but you know, at the same at the same time. I don't think Wenger or Mourinho played that that much. Mm. Um, that much, you know, first class football. So, I mean, do you think it makes a difference? I mean, do you think there's anything that could be taken from? It? I think Boya said the other day that he felt that, you know, his experience, he can, you know, he can, especially when players go into bad patches, he, he knows what it's like out there and he knows how to, to to help players who who are perhaps going through a little bit of poor form.
5: Yeah, exactly. And I think he obviously knows what it's like at the highest level, the pressures of the higher levels, and I mean, you know, when players are feeling it, in, even in and around our division, I, I assume that he knows what they want to hear and what they want to be done about things and you know he's, he's got advice on his shoulders from the likes of Kerbisley and things he's picked up over the years at all these clubs and these these things that he's done so that can only benefit the guys in the dressing room because it's such a young squad and they they're probably all sitting around you know look at watching Boya when they were young uh, and and things like that so having him around I think can only can only benefit those players when I mean, you only got to look at the, the improvements of Joe like Joe Erivo this season and and Reevesy over the last couple of weeks, what having him around the place is is like. I know he does one to ones with a Rebo, doesn't he? Mm. Oh, yeah. So and that's like obviously benefiting him because he's been he's been fantastic.
3: Mm. Right. Uh, Bob Liskman's tweeted us in by the way, saying he's after tickets for the the AFC Wimbledon game on Tuesday. So I assume they've sold out. Of. I'm not sure. I'm not there. I'm on holiday. It's the first league game I've missed in about three years. but We <laughs> arranged it before the Wimbledon game got rearranged. So, uh, if you know of any spare tickets for the Wimbledon yeah. game, if you can tweet at Red Valley Nine. Who is it, Bob? Yeah. Bob, oh, yeah. yeah. I've got someone. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, hopefully, we'll be able to sort you out there, uh, Bob. Right. Let's have a look at a couple of emails after uh, yesterday's game. Chris Davin. Uh, first of all, uh, says it's a gas, a draw away, and we feel deflated. Shows how far uh, we have come recently. That's exactly what I said to my dad when I bumped into him in the in the, in the <laughs> Sainsbury's today. Because it says, I mean, you think like, uh, you know, going go on the road. I've never felt confident beforehand, but the last couple of mm. games, I, mean, you know, especially when we went to Northampton. But yes, I was saying, I, I think we bumped into you before So yeah. you, never, you never know you with us, but the way we're playing, surely you've got good exactly, jobs, yeah. yeah. And it's it's
5: refreshing to have that feeling about the place. Mm. Um, like I say, I just think everyone's getting in behind it and everyone, everyone's you know buying into what Bo's trying to do in this mm. in this last leg of games.
3: Yeah, uh, Chris carries on saying the playoff places will go right down to the wire. And we're going to be doing that. I've got an Excel spreadsheet up for that, so don't worry, we've got some <laughs> cracking playoff content coming up uh, in a little bit. He says, an individual error cost us. Pierce has been quality of late, uh, so at least we can forgive him. Everyone knows the reason we didn't win, uh, we started Kai Kai. His palace and not been any good Added to that, he's a jinx. Drop Kai Kai, and we will make the playoffs. It's a no-brainer. I mean, <laughs> you, your views on that, Nathan? <laughs> uh,
4: I can understand the um, the slight hatred um, in, in in Palace players. I can I can I can get that into to an extent, but um, I think he, I think he's looked okay in spells. I said earlier. I think I just think he needs to run the games and. I mean apart from if we did drop Kai, Kai I mean who would you know who would we bring in at the moment I mean Fosu's not about um it's not like you can bring Kashi in and maybe push someone a a bit more further forward or Reeves um but I, you know I'd give him I'd still give him game not just just because he's Palace but just because I think he's the next best alternative for Fosu yeah. at the moment yeah. if playing in that system
3: yeah I mean I mean compared to Fosu. I mean, I don't think he, he's he's quite at that level from what we've seen from him. Apparently, when he was at Stroudsbury last season, you know, he, he was the next best thing since sliced bread and that sort of stuff. But
5: <laughs> yeah, well, I think um, I think like we've said about Kai Kai that he's he's got these he's got these moments in him. I remember one of the games. I think it was uh, the Bradford game where the sort of opening sort of five ten minutes he looked he looked electric, and then he completely went off the boil and it's like it's just that frustrating thing that you just he just needs that one thing to click mm. and I think if he gets that and realises what he can do with his feet especially because he's, he's good with his feet mm. I think and and he's linking in play and everything like that I think he just needs that one moment I think he just needs a goal yeah. or or a good assist of or, or something that's going to boost him and think you know because he's, he's a good player he's, he's obviously done it at Shrewsbury and whatever so
3: yeah because in, in terms, especially when you get to playing a team that is good defensively, like we saw yesterday with Bristol Rovers, you know you're going to try and pass your way through. It's not going to work. We we're trying the long balls, weren't working as much because you know Lee you mentioned the two uh, bulky centre halves that they had. So sometimes you do just need someone who can just run at run at a team. If we can't pass it around, just take <laughs> him on. Bit of skill, mm. and uh, that that certainly seemed to be the our best way of getting into the box. Yesterday was was, was when Kaikar was running, dancing in. Otherwise, you see the crosses. Or you know shots from outside the area. Yeah, exactly.
4: as, a centre, as a as a as a centre off, the la- the last thing you want is someone running at you. You know, the last thing is you'd want to be running towards your own goal and or someone running at you with those quick feet and that pace. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like you said, he's no Fosu, but it's a consistent fi- consistency thing. You know, when you're at that age, you're still quite young, um, and we've all said that he just needs those games. But yeah, that was the only way that we were going to do it yesterday and he like you said the first half he had a couple of glimpses and he maybe could have done better on his shot but um, yeah I just think we'd just just get behind him you know because at the end of the day yeah he is Palace but he's got a Charles shirt at the moment and he is (laughs) trying to get us into the playoffs Mm -hmm. isn't he so but I can yeah. understand the frustration with some fans yeah. <laughs>
3: right the next email comes in from a very own Mark Newbury it says evening chaps uh, the, the subject line is Bo you're out uh, evening chaps right that's it I've had enough with all these draws where's the three points I demand every game it turns out he's not the Messiah he's just a very naughty boy I just of course there are probably comments like this on some forum or other, but we've uh, we've played a few games and picked up results. Other teams are going to arrange themselves differently to combat us now, and it's up to us to unlock them uh, with our better players. Uh, I mean that's true, I and mean, that's I mean that's to say. So we, we we would have had a little bit of a surprise element with with the way that has set us up now over the last few weeks, and you know Bristol Rovers, a team that's very difficult to play against, were well, became difficult to play against for us <laughs> yesterday because, and, and I guess they will see us how. You know how we've picked up a little bit of form, and they will try and combat us by changing their their system or whatnot, or just setting up more defensively.
4: Yeah, I think they matched us first half, and um, and I think we struggled a little bit because we didn't really have as much space that we that we thought we would have. But um, there might yeah there might be certain certain games where we might have to go different and go with two wingers or go to a flat four four two. You know, like you say. We, the whole point of you know in games is that you adjust. You have to adapt to different situations in a game. So if you're not get if they're if they're cramping you out in the middle, then you're gonna obviously have to go wider. And then that's where you're gonna when we brought obviously Mavedidi on to come down the sides a bit more. But you know, yeah, it, it, this is the time now where and we're playing against which we'll go to later. But we're playing against good sides now. Apart from Wimbledon, everyone else is and well, Rochdale last game. Everyone else is more or less in and around us. So. Mm. We're not. They're going to be. Don't worry. Their scouts have probably seen us and know exactly what we're good at in that mm. system or what we're not so good at. And
3: that's where it's going to be really trying for an inexperienced manager to you mm. know because changing games can be quite difficult. And we saw it. We saw it with Carl I think we, we'd often struggle to change a game once we got set in a set Setting a sort of a style of playing, particularly in a, in a game at home where a team has made it difficult for us to break them down. If you know, for then we we never really seem to have an option other than to let's just throw in a, another tricky winger, see if he can do something a yeah. bit different, and so that's where Lee Bowyer will have to sort of prove himself uh, in in terms of trying to change things up. And you know, he, he's done so far. You know, so far he's changed things up from the beginning, which has worked. So hopefully, he'll be able to start doing that during games as well. And we did come from a goal behind yesterday. Uh, in in the first time he has needed to to change things up. Right, Mark's email, uh, continue to draw away from home is acceptable. 10 out of 12 points is a good return, but it's close in the top nine. uh, But we can't worry about others. Just keep going ourselves and the results will come. Says, I wasn't there yesterday. Brackets cooking for nuns, don't ask. Uh, But saw Big (laughs) Mac only got five minutes, which was strange. If we're going for a goal, not to give him at least 15 is odd. Possibly he's being held back for Tuesday. Uh, I mean yeah do you think that was the case I mean because you're right it, it, in that last 10 minutes it may have been a case of just alright oh, let's just send some long balls in I think he did mm. win a header mm. actually when as soon as he came on we sent a bit of a diagonal that he won a flick on but I don't think it was anywhere, uh, no, didn't anyone didn't fall to anyone so yeah. I mean do you think we could have tried that a bit earlier
5: maybe but then I think like we say he probably is waiting for Tuesday because I think Jaro's had a lot of minutes recently and so is a Jose so maybe he is looking at sticking Josh in from the start on Tuesday and he had mm. that in mind but yeah um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, it looks like we we could we could have won it. Let's let's be fair, but. Yeah. The points are right,
3: isn't it? Yeah. Uh, 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 Mark says I expect Conza to come back in, but the Dons have a tricky winger, and I think Dick Steele would be more mobile against him. Uh, so interesting. To we'll, we'll talk about our preview to AFC Wimbledon uh, later on. He says pleased to see Reeves keeping his uh, increased good form going, and he's looking like the threat we knew he was. He says the only grumble I have was I was listening to Louie on BBC Radio uh, London pre-game, and he didn't refer to Jay De Silva as Little Jay, which is his rightful title. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I might slip the one of those in. Uh, be, before the end of the season. Thanks for your email uh, there, Mark. I mean, he, he's not the only one who noticed Reeves. I think he was one of the ones who was most disappointed with Ben Reeves throughout the season, actually, with, with, with what we've seen from him. So to see his uh, sort of upturn in, in, in form uh, has been uh, very good. Right, we had a tweet in from Max, John, uh, Max and John Brown. He says, "Do you guys think that we could beat Wigan, Blackburn, or Shrewsbury over, or Shrewsbury over two legs, assuming we finish sixth? Even though I have a feeling we'll finish fifth and play Rotherham personally. Uh, Anyway, going to Saturday six-pointer against Scunthorpe, coming your red So, I mean, we're going to discuss our chances of getting into the playoffs in a little while. But I mean, he's given us a list there. So if we were to finish sixth, then it'd be be one of Wigan, Blackburn, or Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury only.
4: Yeah,
3: I agree. They're the only one. I mean,
4: over two legs. Yeah, I think I don't think we'd win both." both games
5: against shoes because they're a very good team. Especially that, that advantage is it you get you start away. You don't, you know you start at home if you're <coughs> realistic, don't you? Yeah. you away leg last. I think yeah, yeah that that would be the That's,
4: yeah. So I think we, Wigan and Wigan and Black, Blackburn especially, and obviously Wigan, they're a bit, bit they're a cut above. I think from mm. us, yeah. I think we're very strong. Even though we got nil nil at Wigan, I still think yeah. you know, over two legs. I think they'll have a well, they, bit too
5: they, much they at home. They did it, though didn't they? They really they made mm. us look silly. But I just
4: man. want to avoid Peterborough.
3: That's the only oh, team yeah. I want to avoid. <laughs> I don't like them for some reason. Yeah. Uh, What about Rotherham?
5: You say you reckon.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think
4: Rotherham, we've done well at home and we beat him away. Um, but again, it is, it's 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 difficult. Think it's all change in the playoffs, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's two a lottery games regardless. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's ninety minutes. Form goes out the window because you've got it's nothing What to happens lose, in those know? two games? So, yeah. Yeah.
5: yeah, as long as you don't get a penalties. Yeah,
3: right. Let's have a quick break here on Channel uh, Live. When we come back, uh, just just discuss a little bit of the takeover update that came with the t- the season ticket thing uh, earlier on during the week. Then we've got our little race for the playoffs uh, Excel spreadsheet that I'm ready to start <laughs> populating with some scores <laughs> to find out if we're going to make uh, the 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 playoffs. And then um, of course. There's there's plenty of other stuff to, to look ahead to, uh, including Monday, or Tuesday evening's trip to AFC Wimbledon.
4: Jada Silva and now forced to Kesky looking to whip the ball in and he does and it's a really dangerous ball all oh, the way across
2: and in. In come on! Super come Josh on. McGuinness who has put on two goals in front, they've been looking for that second goal, they haven't really had many chances
4: apart from the Arebo strike early in the second half but Chan have doubled their lead.
3: Welcome back to Channel live here on Maritime Radio on your Sunday evening. Louis Mendez, Lewis Cat, and Nathan Muller here in the studio, coming to you live from the Valley. Right, don't forget tomorrow night, uh, myself and Nathan are going to be on Love Sport Radio, uh, the Channel Athletic Fan Show, or the Cheltenham Athletics Fan Show, as their preview seems to say to it. But, yeah, we're, we're going to be on there. We're going to be, be on there talking about the Reds. Uh, bringing you some expert channel knowledge um, <laughs> uh, uh, tomorrow night at Love Sport Radio 9 o'clock so that's uh, 558 Medium Wave at London DAB or indeed uh, lovesportradio.com uh, if you want to tune in live they also have a on demand service uh, on the on their website as well so that's, that'll be available straight after the show if you can't listen live to it Uh you can phone in tomorrow night we'd love it if you did phone mm-hmm. in uh, we'll, we'll tweet all the details during the show so you know which number to call in but we've had some cracking calls over the last few weeks does Ahmed listen to this show? Uh, this is what I want to know yeah Ahmed, Ahmed <laughs> from Dartford if you listen to this show as well because uh, we, we'd love to, to hear from you if you want to email us tonight studio at chunklive.co.uk or you can tweet us at Charlton Live to have your say on tonight's show, but he calls in every week. We've had some, like, so we've had some really good calls over the mm-hmm. last few weeks, mean, you can ring in. Let us know what you've made of Lee Bowyer's start, what you made of the, the draw with Bristol Rovers. Uh, takeover update, whether you think we'll make the playoffs, anything like that you want to have your say on. It might be Ben Reeves as well, because that's something that Dan's just tweeted in saying, why do you think Reeves is performing better? Because he played in the 4 2 at Milton Keynes and played well. So what's changed apart from Robinson? What, I mean, what, what? What? Can you put your finger on why he started playing so much better? Uh, run
4: of games. I, I reckon a run of games, a bit of belief, a bit of confidence. I think Bose has obviously told him what he's good at, and and I think um, he, he he just does what he's good at. I think he's good on the ball. He gets on the ball. He, you know, he d- I found that sometimes he he went missing in certain home games. There was a home game and Cole said it where he sort of got marked out of the game, which is a bit weird for an attacking midfielder. But because he's so slight he got a bit sort of bullied a little bit and I think if you just give Reeves that little bit of freedom I think he can do damage but his work rate which I've never... Defensively, I think mm. is like very improved. But I think Bose, Bose, no, he's told everyone what they what he expects, and I think mm. they all know if they, they don't put a
3: shift in, they won't. In get a way, would that not reflect a bit badly on Ben Reeves that he wasn't putting in these performances beforehand? Mm. I, mean, like, I mean, we did say that we I mean, we'd seen a couple on the road mm. from him, like that. Not as many fans would have seen because obviously, you know, not as many fans go to away games as home games. I think Blackburn, Blackburn away, actually played pretty well when we lost two 0 and there was a, another one reasonably recently, which I, I can't off the top of my head think what game it was. But I mean, it, it certainly. Doing it a bit more consistently now, and obviously the fact he had this, you know, these, this struggle with fitness at the start of the season w- w- would have held him back as well, and no real pre-season I guess.
5: Definitely, and I think he wasn't really in and around the first team pitcher for the first month or so, was he as well? But he's yeah, he's just been a complete, completely different player un- under Bowie. and I think you know, to what Nathan said, he's he's working under Lee Boer and Jacko, both midfielders, both have both done it. Obviously, Boer has gone to. Ridiculous heights with with leads and whatever, and and Jacko's been here a really long time, so I think having those two drilling into what's expected, maybe Reeves is thinking, oh, you know, maybe I need to up my game a because mm. he has been a completely unrecognisable the last few weeks. There'd be mm. what we were saying earlier about the way the way he can just turn his body and leave a man for dead. Earlier on in the season, he'd just been knocked to the floor.
3: Yeah, and his goal and his goal threat. I mean, we, we did see glimpses of his goal threat when he first came into the team because I mean he had that goal at Crawley in the in the checker trade to. Uh, early on in the season I think he had a couple in, in cup games as well mm. a couple against Truro yeah. didn't he yeah, so well he
4: also scored against us in uh, 4MK in the FA Cup didn't yeah he? that was Screamer wasn't it yeah, yeah so I, uh, the problem is I think he came here with a, with a reputation as well and I think Cole bigged him up I th- a lot he probably think. came he, away from last January yeah, he was probably really. a bit big
3: headed wasn't he yeah. I mean literally big four headed
4: but I mean even Cole came out and said you know he's, an, he's a, sco- a goal scoring midfielder which you know is true but I think because he was still trying to get up to speed, I think a lot of the, I, I think a lot of people were expecting him to sort of hit the ground running, and, then, and you know, and rightfully so, because he's a very good player. But it's just taken him to an extent like Marshall. Marshall took a few games just to try and get into the swing of it. Mm. But um, listen, I mean, yeah, he wasn't the greatest, you know, like you said, he played well at Blackburn. And I can't remember the other away game that you said, but he's doing it now, and that's the main thing. Enough, mm. like I said, the last five. Five games I think he's been our best player
3: right we've got a message from VFF on the chat on live forum don't forget there's a thread on the forum tonight if you want to have your say on the show and you haven't got Twitter or email available. Uh, he says, enjoying the show, great to hear some positivity and it's true, it's, it's, very, it's very much more enjoyable to be positive. It <laughs> uh, says, really like the Lee Bowyer inter- interviews. He's very down to earth and saying all the things you want a Charlton manager to say. Lee Bowyer and Johnny Jackson are leading the team and introduce real spirit and fight. Says the things that will encourage the players to get the best out of them, proper player management. Because that's interesting. I just wonder if at times we heard Carl throw the players under the bus, you know, particularly... I like, always remember Shrewsbury away last season when we oh, lost 4-3. Yeah. I mean, some of the comments from him after that game. I mean, yeah, some, I mean, that is a management style. I mean, we've seen Jose Mourinho trying it with Luke Shaw uh, very much so, where he seems to <laughs> slag him off every game. But, um, no, in, in some cases, you try and do that as a shock to the system. But I and mean, particularly with Kai. Kai you know, he, he's very much bigging him up. So he's obviously trying to put a little bit of confidence into the player. And don't, as we said, don't forget, this is a player who's... Know worked under some very, you know, when he very ac- accomplished managers when he was a player himself. He, he mentioned Terry Venables in a uh, in an interview the other day, and obviously he would have been under Bobby Robson at Newcastle mm-hmm. as well. So I want, you just wonder what he, what he picks up from from those managers he's worked under before. Curbs, of, of course, Curbs as well, mm-hmm. uh, to try and bring into into his style.
4: Yeah, I think with Bose, <coughs> I think he said it from the off, is not he? Really, you've got around the right to play, which I think you've seen which I think is why a lot of people put in a lot... Not saying they wasn't working hard under Cole, of course I'm not, but I find that there's a lot more aggression and a lot more tempo and we're a lot quicker in how we go forward. I think we pass it through the thirds quicker. But um, yeah, I think you know what you get. So I think he bigs players up, but then at the same time, as much as he's saying, yeah, you're good at doing this and this, you've still got to do the ugly stuff. You've still got to do the, the dirty work, which no one really likes or enjoys doing. Um, and I think everyone's buying into that and I think everyone it knows their roles, everyone knows exactly what they've got to do, where they're going to be in the shape and he's paying dividends and he's got to give Salah a bit of confidence because you're not going to do in if you start slating him you ain't, he ain't going to work for you is he, you ain't going to try and give him that little bit of a boost which I think he needs.
3: Well, VFF's uh, message continues. Uh, I think playoffs are real potential despite the running. Mavadili is back and building fitness and hopefully Fossu will be ready for the Portsmouth or later games. The most positive i felt about the team for a number of seasons, there is a chance for the playoffs. We only need a du Châtelet sale to give everyone a real lift. Now, of course, I mean, segues quite nicely, that last line there from, from VFF on the Channel Life Forum. Uh, in, in, into our next little bit here now we, we've been talking about the you know there's a couple of weeks ago where we started off saying, started off the show by saying this could well be the last show of the <laughs> du Châtelet era because I mean it's certainly the, certainly the, the noise is coming from, from those in the know was that there, there was talk of a, an announcement the following Monday which again has obviously not come to fruition now and, and another it, two weeks Yeah, it, it's becoming clearer and clearer how, how very difficult it is to pinpoint what's going on here unless you are Roland du Châtelet. and he doesn't seem to want to come on the he show to tell us what's going on. So, I mean, interesting. I mean, because obviously the season ticket update came out this week now, saying that uh, they came out last Thursday, saying that they were hoping to release the season tickets when the takeover had happened, but we're still waiting. So they said we're going to hope. So they said they're going to um, launch it either when the takeover happens or on Thursday. <laughs> so obviously that's not much of a window so uh, the the fact they said that must suggest that they think is a possibility it could happen but also at the same time are you looking at it thinking oh, i just wonder how many people in this building at the valley actually know what the hell's going on i mean are they literally just not really getting much from roland they're only getting what richard murray's being fed by roland and he richard murray has you know fed that to us as well but even that's been proved to be to be not quite correct so i mean even even richard murray doesn't seem to know what's going to happen it's Purely down to one man to, to to get this deal signed off when he, when he's happy with, with what he's going to be paid, I guess.
5: Exactly, and you know, so, the sooner the better. And it's it is it is a bit of a nightmare that it's it's going back and forth so much. But at least we at least we know something's happening. You know, that's the that's the main thing. And once mm. once it's gone through, uh, this is, well, it's me one hell of a party, isn't it? Just...
4: Yeah, I think with um with the season ticket thing, you yeah, I don't. I can't see it happening by Thursday, and it'd be banner if they didn't sell the t- season tickets till Friday or something, just to be banner. But, <laughs> but um, now the thing—the thing that strikes me with the, the season ticket thing is, if they, I assume the club have made some sort of, obviously they must have done some pricing strategy or something. Whether or not, if there's two parties or twenty-two parties, I've lost count. Uh, have they had a say on that as well? Because if they, if they go, if they buy, if they sell the club in say like May, they've then gonna have the revenue for these season tickets mm. for some for a pricing strategy they didn't even create so did they have an input of it or yeah, I don't know it's
5: like they're saying con- the about Boja and Jacko being kept on to the end of the season if, if the takeover goes through before the end of it mm. you wonder whether the clause in that as well is that if we don't get this over the line by then these will be the prices and you, you have to stick to these prices until whenever or if they're just going to announce a certain set of prices and then people that renew like get, an early, get, a, bird get price. Yeah, an early bird price and then if the takeover's gone through by the end of the, <laughs> the season the takeover
4: get... happens and they put it up by 200% that'll go down well <laughs> <laughs> yeah
6: it's
3: a way to, way to get, on, get, on the front, get on the front foot yeah, <laughs>
5: yeah.
3: Uh, right I think we're about to have our first on air uh, domestic Daisy Morish tweets oh, no. in uh, saying you keep talking about playoffs do you think Charlton are good enough to be anything other than a league one team Lewis
5: <laughs> who's that turn to go away
4: what a nightmare
3: uh, yeah
5: we are good enough to be in the playoffs and we're going to win the playoffs yeah, there we
3: go excellent Lewis's other half there That's no having sure her say man. on the show is she a Trump I fan nice she's listening in keeping yeah. in so much interest is she a Trump fan no she's not nah, right, I have a guess who she supports don't. Palace? Mm. <laughs> right, I'll block him. <laughs> Right, it uh, London uh, Mike Tyson says, sad to say this, but do you think Solly has had his best days as both Konza <clears throat> or Dick Still are ahead of him now? I mean, I mean, Konza's not going to... I mean, I, I don't like seeing Konza in the no, right back position personally, but Dick Still certainly come in and, and not, not looked out of place at all really, is he? No. Young, d- youngster, up, up and coming youngster like Solly once was?
4: Yeah, I think Duke Still has done brilliant since he's come in, but um, he's obviously come through the ranks as a DM, hasn't he? So... And obviously That's I don't, true, actually. Yeah, but man. I don't really like Konsa there at right back. But you know, needs must, and I think it it, it works at the moment. Solly, um, he's got a point because I don't think he's been bad this year, but I don't think he's been at his greatest this year. Mm. Um, and my worry is just his uh, his knee or knees, whatever, if they're plastic or whatever. I don't know. But yeah, I, I, I do. I don't. I still think he has a, a, a part to play. Um, whether or not he will be a you know a, a, lo- a long-standing member of the first team, but then the problem you have then is if then you go out and try and buy a right back, you're not really going to be able to sell it. To go yeah, well, you'll play now and then whenever Solid's not available. So it's a bit of an odd one, um, unless we've got someone down in the down in the right. Well, obviously we've lost Aaron Barnes. Who obviously mm. was, we obviously was he's obviously gone to Colchester now. But yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, he's got a good point because I don't know I don't know how serious his in- knee injury is. I mean, we see him just before we come on the channel Live show and he had crutches, or was it a Thursday? No, it was a Thursday. And he was on crutches and I thought it was quite bad. But um, we've not really heard anything from Alistair Frush about that, have we? About mm. he have, how his knee's getting on. But yeah, it's a good, it's, it's a valid point and we'll just have to wait and see, see how his, nails, his knee's getting on.
3: Right, Cero says probably wouldn't fancy any of Shrewsbury, Wigan or Blackburn over two legs. If we finish fifth and got Rotherham uh, they would be up for revenge but they are all tough to be fair. Uh, if we are to go up we will have to do it uh, with a lot of painful sweating but it would be well worth it. Right, I mean we're going to have a quick break and then we are going to come back and work out if it is going to be us in that top six come the end of the season. <laughs>
6: Be occupying that left-hand side at the moment little step over onto his left foot Marshall ball in the box is good and Rebo first time oh, lovely finish <laughs> oh what a goal Joe Rebo gives Charlton the lead great ball in from Mark Marshall on the left-hand side chips it in and rebo with a calm left-footed volley
3: found the bottom right corner and Charlton have the lead so welcome back it's Charlton live here on Maritime Radio now playoff race is hotting up and it 's as tight ty- as a tiger in this uh, in this league one top six now the top three are running away with this division and it 's uh, going to be very harsh on whichever one of those three doesn 't finish in the in, in the top two uh, out of Wigan Shrewsbury and uh, Blackburn because uh, all three of them deserve to go up automatically, but one of them won 't so one of them will have to join us peasants in the in the playoffs. Uh, but we're hoping that's going to be us. Now, if you look at the league table now, now, Rotherham are in the most comfortable position, but they're on a little bit of rough form. Uh, what did they do? Oh, they beat Fleetwood yesterday, didn't they? 3-2. But other than Just, that, I think yeah. that was only their second win in, in six games, having uh, lost here uh, on Easter Monday. So they've, got, they've played 41. They've got 69 points. They're in fourth uh plymouth are in fifth they've played forty they've got sixty three points and uh, plus five goal difference uh we're in six so we're just inside that top six uh also having played forty so us and plymouth have a game in hand uh on the other clubs that are vying for those playoffs uh, we've got a goal difference of six which is one better than plymouth uh three better than portsmouth who are below us uh but on joint uh on the same points as us which is sixty two um, and it's but Peterborough who are in eighth. They've also played forty one. They're on sixty one points. They've got plus thirteen goal difference. So they've of the other than Rotherham of the challengers. They've got the best goal difference. Uh, scunthorpe also on sixty one points. Uh, they're on. They've played forty one as well, same as uh, Peterborough. So they've not got a game in hand on us. We've got a game in hand on them. Uh, they're on sixty one with plus nine. So there's two teams uh, one point behind us. One team on the same points of us. Uh, with three worst goal difference having played a game more which is Portsmouth who we have to play and (laughs) there is... uh... Blymouth who are above us with one more point but with one less goal difference so I mean it really is tight I mean you'd think that Rotherham should have just about enough to see themselves home they've got a 7 point gap at the moment so that should be mm. enough for them Yeah. Uh, yeah. so mate so, but we will put them in just because uh, into our little prediction just because of the, the form so uh, I've written up all the, the fixtures uh, that all of the teams uh, involved have left and I've tried to put them into date order they're slightly confusing with, Pete, uh, with Posh Cause they're playing on a Thursday at one point so uh, we'll, we'll try and get around that but so right so we'll start off with Rotherham who are above us now in terms of difficult games they've got to play Wigan away as their next game so see. that's not an easy easy place to go um they've got to go away to Gillingham home to Bristol Rovers who we saw yesterday are not an awful team they're not on a great run but they can play when they need to Uh, Plymouth away that's going to be a a big game for for Plymouth and potentially for Rotherham if they have a struggling little run and then they they close the season at home to Blackpool who we know are struggling had been struggling got a great win uh, 5-0 win against Bradford City yesterday so let's go through their results first now so Rotherham uh, Rotherham are going to be away to Wigan now what shall we say they're going to get out of that nothing at Wigan Two right? So we're just going to put zero points. There. I'm not doing goal difference because my, mm, yeah. my Excel skills. Are, I mean, they are my Excel skills are brilliant, but I haven't, <laughs> haven't got around to making it. It's right. I mean, so Rotherham, Rotherham, then go to Gillingham, Gillingham, who uh sort of, you know, mm. I think they're doing okay. I think they're not going to get. Re- I think yeah, they have to look at the table for Yeah, so they're, they're yeah. above the relegation zone by eight points. So I think their season's pretty much going to tail off into, yeah. you know, safety. So do you think they'll Rotherham go there? Yeah. Win there? yeah. Right, so that's three points. Uh, then they're at home to Bristol Rovers, Rotherham. I uh, think Bristol that, Rovers.
4: Yeah, I think I think Bristol start playing the kids a lot more now, so yeah. I think they win. Nothing yeah, to play yeah, for, right, yeah. So
3: another three points. Uh, then on Saturday The 28th of April They're away to Plymouth Now that's a huge game Between Plymouth and Rotherham So obviously this one's Going to count for, for Two of our teams I mean which way Do you see this going
4: I've seen that as a draw Yeah, yeah? A draw. Or Plymouth uh, win I don't think Rotherham will win Yeah, yeah. so I what are we going be, for I'd, I'd
3: say a draw but Yeah I think so we, go we go for a draw we win, So I'll put that into Plymouth scores as well So that is Rotherham at home One point All Right. Uh, and then finally Blackpool at home <laughs> on the last day of the season for Rotherham well,
4: Blackpool, Blackpool starts scoring all of a yeah, sudden Blackpool they? Scoring.
3: but you can't it's a win there isn't it yeah yeah, yeah i think it's a win right okay so let me just uh, sum that up that's a sum function anyone who knows how to use uh, Excel <laughs> so right so we think Rotherham are going to end with 77 points right so let's uh, let's head over to Plymouth now Plymouth uh, big game again involving two of the, the clubs in the playoff race they're at home to Portsmouth on uh, Saturday. So, how do we see that going? I reckon a draw. Yeah, I'd say a draw. South yeah. Coast. I know that's far away, but it's still South Coast, isn't it? <laughs> south south Coast Derby. South England Derby. South Derby. South derby, south well. derby. <laughs> uh, right. So, we're going for one point each. Yeah. So, are yeah. you going to do that for all of the teams playing each other in this top? Seven? No. No. <laughs> no. Right. Okay. Uh, then uh, Plymouth have to go to Northampton, the worst team. Oh single yeah, single yeah. Win. three points. Right. Okay. Uh, then they've got to go away to Rochdale. Um, I'd say um, I'd draw. Yeah. I'd I think Rochdale. Say, yeah. Rochdale
4: need. They got yeah, game in they bank. Bank three points yesterday, didn't they? Did they? Oh yeah, three all. Yes,
3: right? That one. Yeah. Oh, of course they did. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, then another. Uh, one involving two of our teams, Plymouth, go to Scunthorpe away, now this is interesting because this is happening in the last week mm, of the season yeah. now most teams are getting their games in hand, sorted out in, in the midweeks before the last week, but this this, this, this game's going to happen, we would have all played our penultimate game, we would have yeah. played Blackburn at home but uh, Scunthorpe will be hosting Plymouth, uh, their game got rained off uh, on Easter Monday in the last week of the season, so added pressure for both sides there, obviously both within the playoff hunt. I think Plymouth yeah. Plymouth, yeah? yeah so we're going so. for Plymouth to go and win at Scunthorpe. We have had a, a difficult ride, so I need to put Scunthorpe Plymouth, I need to make that nil. Excellent. Right. Um and then finally they'll end at Gillingham, uh Plymouth. So what are we saying? Yeah. Uh, it's, got, yeah, it's a nothing game Gilles, for Gillingham, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, Plymouth a big win Plymouth, yeah. Plymouth win, yeah. So three is gained. So uh, they started off with sixty three points. So they're going to end on 75 points. Right, I'm going to do us last. attention. Okay. The, the <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Portsmouth, Portsmouth, they're at home to Plymouth, uh, which we've put down as a draw. Now they've got to go all the way up to uh, Bradford. Now, Bradford have really tailed have off, really even gone, since yeah. uh, Simon Grayson's come in. So, how do you see uh, that one, Portsmouth? Portsmouth
4: yeah. Well, I don't, I'd, I'd, I'd say a draw. I think Bradford are going to have to have some sort of response after that 5 0. Yeah. Mm. I don't, yeah. I, I can't see Bradford winning but I think it would be a toss-up. Portsmouth, Bradford's half-place yeah, to go.
3: Portsmouth did concede three against Rochdale. So yeah, half-place yeah, yeah. right, So we'll go for a draw. We'll go R- for, for a, for we'll go, yeah, we do a draw. Uh, right, okay, we're going to have to say Charlton now because they're playing us. So uh, Pompey against Charlton at Fratton Park will be three games I can't at the even end of call it. I, no, I'm, I'm so nervous. I, yeah. I, 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 can, I can see sold out I home it, I can see it, Pompey win. Really? Yeah. Unfortunately. So we're putting us down as a defeat. Just because of the crowd. Yeah, they've sold out
5: and they'll be
3: buzzing. Alright, so now we're going to Bury away for nah. Portsmouth next no. <laughs> three points even we won there uh, when we were playing badly <laughs> right and then their, far, their final game mm. huge huge game this will be on the final day of the season Portsmouth versus Peterborough That's us that one at uh, <laughs> at Fram Park and yeah. you know at that's going yeah. well. yeah, to that be bouncing as well I'd
4: have to say a draw score. if I had draw to yeah so yeah. score draw yeah go right so we're putting,
3: <laughs> so right so we're saying that oh so you're saying Portsmouth are going to have a very bad run between now and the end of the season they're only going to pick up uh, six more points, although so three of them are going to come against us. So they started off with sixty-two, so they're going to end on sixty-eight points, which is what we like to see. Uh, Peterborough, right? They oh, are at I home hate to the bogey yeah. I hate they're the bogey. at home to Rochdale, who, are, of course, fighting for their lives. Which way do you see that going? Oh, that's hard. That that's isn't? hard. But I'd call a
5: draw.
4: Cause i think I'd I think they
3: had got it all to fight for to get stay up.
4: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, go for a draw. draw yeah, yeah. my dad had just got a bat. Might like. be being generous to yeah. ourselves.
3: And then now, then uh, this must be a game that's on TV because Peterborough are, are travelling away to Blackburn Rovers. Cool. Which Rovers. way do you see that one going? Yeah, Rovers. Rovers. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and then <laughs> and then Peterborough have to travel away to Shrewsbury Town. I reckon they'll get a win.
4: But I reckon they win there. Yeah, I reckon they. I reckon they score goals. and I'll, I'll, I'll go for a win. But yeah. if I could be outnumbered. Here, I don't mind.
3: No, no. I mean, Frosbury have had a wobble and obviously lost today in the uh, Checker Trade Trophy. Right, posh at home to Fleetwood on the penultimate day of the season. Fleetwood are fighting for their lives, of course.
4: They picked up the former, they, Fleetwood. Yeah. <laughs> Last home game of the season, though, for Borough. I can't see nothing else but a Borough win.
3: Yeah. 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 Right. I'd say so. And then so Portsmouth away on that final. Uh, day of the season we said that was going to be a pointer piece didn't we so uh, what did they start off on so that's Peterborough they started off on 61 Mm. points so that would give them 69 points excellent so as it stands we've got Rotherham finishing (laughs) with 77 Plymouth finishing with 75 Portsmouth finishing with 68 uh, and uh, Posh finishing with 69 Scunthorpe Uh, Right, so Scunthorpe are playing us here at the Valley next Saturday after we've, so don't forget we've got Wimbledon before then, but Scunthorpe here at the Valley?
5: I'd say draw. Draw? I'd have said a Charlton win. Charlton
3: win? generous. What do you reckon? Uh,
5: uh, Charlton win. God damn. So I've watched watched Scunny against Oxford, and Oxford are rubbish, and Scunthorpe were terrible.
3: Yeah. Excellent. That's good news.
5: Away from home as well. I thought they weren't very good.
3: Yeah. Okay. So, um, so we'll give Charlton the three points for that game. So that's nil points for for Scunthorpe. Uh, I got the Portsmouth one wrong because so I accidentally put them down for nil rather than three. So they're actually going to end on seventy-one when they play us. So uh, right, Walsall at home for Scunthorpe. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I think Scunny. Yeah, yeah, three points. Nothing right. game for Walsall
3: is it? Yeah. Milton Keynes dons away, struggling. <laughs> Next, <Milton Keynes>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three, <laughs> yeah, three yeah, points. I, th- I think dons are down. I think. Right, yeah. we're going to play don's Plymouth go. at home, which we've gone. Uh, they, we said that Plymouth are going to win Bradford at home on the final day of the season for Scunthorpe. Oh, Bradford It's probably, a nothing game for yeah.
5: Bradford, though, isn't it? But I just think. I don't think Scunny are all, are all firing they've let their manager go bit, they haven't even brought anyone in have they replace? played yeah,
4: so is, it, is it a derby up there is it Yorkshire is it yeah, or Yorkshire? I don't know. they're all
3: up north aren't they <laughs> so what are we saying Bradford well they got
5: they got a pony draw
3: yesterday <coughs> to, yeah, I'll
2: yeah. go for a win when's the yeah.
3: right so Scunthorpe are going to end on 70 points so <coughs> Charlton we're currently at, the, at this time in proceedings we're on 62 points so we need to, to get into the playoffs we need to finish above uh, at least uh, how many of these teams we need to finish above we need to finish above three of these teams <laughs> uh, so right let's see how we go so you Charlton to away to <laughs> AFC Wimbledon on Tuesday what are we saying draw draw Oof. yeah yeah right so that's one more point for us um and then we go up to Scunford we're home to Scunthorpe, which we said we're going to win Shrewsbury Town away draw draw, draw. Yeah. yeah right so I'll put that down as one point Ooh, we need some more points here uh, Portsmouth we said we're going to lose uh-huh. Blackburn Rovers are coming to the valley on the penultimate day of the season
4: I reckon we're going to be bouncing. I reckon we're yeah. going to. I reckon we're going to have one of our performances of the season. We're going to win it, like, a, yeah. like an old, when, we, I when we played Leeds
5: all those years ago. I
4: If it's going to be close, so I reckon we'll pick our game up and hopefully yeah, Blackburn we'll all we'll way up by it. that
3: stage. Right, yeah. so we're saying three points against uh, Blackburn, then we Come go on. away to Rochdale. So as it stands, we're on seventy points. Oh, God, it's uh, Shelton, we need bit. so Rochdale away. We all need. Charlton. Yeah.
4: I think so I think yeah. they'll be uh, they'll, they'll be safe or I mean, down yeah, by they'll then be, right? they'll be safe yeah. or
3: down by then we got enough I think that's good news because that takes us up to 73 points Portsmouth. <laughs> so if you said the draw against on, Wembley. if you said the draw uh, against Rochdale or Blackburn then we would have been on the same points of Portsmouth and it would have come down to Goals. goal difference See, I uh, have said, our goal yeah. difference is three better than theirs at the moment but obviously if they'd have beaten us which you said they will yeah. then that would have
5: uh, <laughs> have thrown it out uh, so draw, uh,
3: yeah, 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 it'll, I think
4: it all depends on like Rochdale if they're down or not and Blackburn whether they're promoted already if
5: we get if we win uh, win Tuesday and, and win Saturday I think it's Yeah. Um, I've just got a bad feeling about Tuesday. I don't know why I just don't like always it. always do it Dons. We last year we, we were at when we they scored mm. last minute. It's just Especially game, now they got in.
4: Lloyd Sam, Piggott, Tom saws Blooming who else they got there, Barry Fuller. Barry Fuller. <laughs> i forgot everyone from Chelten there now so. Yeah, yeah.
3: right so delighted to say that we will be in the playoffs come the <laughs> end of the season right we've got five minutes say. left on tonight's Chelten Live almost time to look ahead for to Tuesday's game at Wimbledon just quickly Chelten Excel So, season ticket announcement only came out when we were suddenly back in the top six and looking good I suspect the club is simply trying to maximise benefits of the current feel good factor around the value I mean it, it has got to the stage now where something had to be said because purely mm. Like the, this is when season tickets would normally be on sale. A lot of clubs would already have them out by now, I'm sure. Um, and London Enigizer says the uh, the early bird thing is a rip off, as the early bird discount is always uh, extended. <laughs> Dan says <I'm, laughs> yeah. I'm, Dan says I'm going to Portsmouth, but you've put me right off now. Oh, don't like, so am I. <laughs> yeah, so am I put so so that right. down as a defeat. In the uh, <laughs> well, it just got battered every time I got yeah. there. So yeah, and you stay at home. <laughs> yeah, I am. yeah. Uh, uh, Mark says uh, did you see uh, Jose described the football being played under Slade yeah. as minging yeah. uh, that was, was in the so News Shoppers exclusive interview with uh, with Nicky Jose he said it makes a change for a player to be honest I mean do you remember when uh, Jose scored that penalty away to uh, Gillingham last season when we drew one all, and he celebrated right in front of um, of uh, Russell <laughs> Slade and, and nice. that was right that was finally when at uh, that half because we played the 4-5-1 under Slade a lot didn't we even at home mm-hmm. no, so when no we rubbish. finally switched to a, a, a 4-4-2 and he clearly decided to to rub that in the face of uh, of Russell Slade. Uh excellent. Right, who uh trying to look ahead Tuesday's game. I mean big decisions to be made now, full mm. backs, strikers do so they change, midfielders it changes, does Kai, Kai play, does Marshall play? I mean how, how do you see us lining up on Tuesday?
4: Um I can see us uh I reckon we'll probably start McGuinness up front with Nikki. Um, I think Page will play. I think Cons will come in at right back. Midfield, I can't see too much changing. I think it'll be the same four. I think you'll have Kai Kai Reeves, JFC, and Rebo. Uh, so no, yeah, I think Z- uh, Zyro will drop out, and
5: obviously Jick still.
4: I mm. think that that's all. I can see but you don't know you might want to go a bit more direct and have yeah. Marshall
5: might get some minutes out wide I don't know I hope mm-hmm. Page is alright because for the minutes for him not two ga- it's yeah, sort of the first the time he'd have yeah. the two games in the in the short space so hopefully he's alright because yeah. obviously J- uh, Jada Silva's still Little uh, J, I assume Little
3: J, no, Little J is going to be out for a while, by the sounds of it. Right, David Rasmussen, uh, do you see him as in whatever the season's outcomes? Fans have been posting on social media sites that Boyer and Jackson should be given the job permanently, even when new owners come in. But does Boyer want to be a manager? Fans seem to be presuming he does. Listening to some interviews, he doesn't seem to come across that he wants to get involved in long term in management he still has to finish all of his badges etc uh, and has said he stepped in when asked to take up the manager post he also has other interests outside of football just wondering if Bowie will stay on at the season's end even if new owners want him I mean he does have the badges you need to be in League yeah, 1 so yeah. if you he, if he wanted to he can do um, he, was, um, he was asked during Press Day on Thursday I think it was about whether he'd be dealing with new contracts for players uh, and he very much said oh no that's, that's been nothing to do with me so he doesn't seem to have been having thoughts about that at this mm-hmm. moment in time I mean, I mean, do you think coming on, on his first interview, I remember him saying you know, he was obviously asked, would you like to do this full time? And he said, ask me at the end of the season. If we get into a playoffs, even if we don't win them, mm-hmm. if we get into the playoffs. Surely he's achieved what he's been set to do. So, would you think he'd be tempted to to do it full time?
5: Well, it's like you say, we, he's definitely achieved what he's set out to do. Because if you before he came in, you know, the week before we before he came in, we were thinking we had no chance of making the playoffs. And so now we're talking about scraping in. And you know, I'd I'd like to think that he would he could carry on and be given a go next season if if he wanted to do it. Um, but I think it's, it's all down to Boia, isn't it? Really? I think if, if he proves himself, then it, I think anyone that came in would be silly to give it to somebody else.
3: Mm. Do, you, do you think? Would you? Would you be tempted to give him a longer deal? No, uh, a I, don't, I don't. I don't
4: think he'd want it long term. I don't think. No, uh, no I, don't, I don't think. so. I think it, obviously he obviously knows he's doing it now. I just because then he'd have to get inside of the recruitment side of things, and I don't know if there's any plans. I just I can't see it happening. Him being here mm. full time. Well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't like it. Of course, I wouldn't because he's obviously my hero, but. I I can't I can't see I think the we get taken over in the summer. I think they'll bring their own man in. I really do.
3: Well, I didn't know Nathan knew what was happening. Oh, that's right. Su- no, exclusive <laughs> Charlton Live. Yeah, hello. Right, Nathan, uh, that's when the takeover's happening. Right, we've run out of time here on tonight's Charlton Live. Don't forget, we'll be back tomorrow evening in Love Spot Radio uh, to, at 9 o'clock with the Charlton Fan Show. Make sure you phone in to have your say on that show. And then we'll be back on Thursday again with a big match preview. I won't be here. I'm in Poland to visit Michael Zara's homeland. Uh, but Tom and Nate will be here. And if we get other people involved as well, uh, that'll be on Thursday night here on Maritime Radio at 7 o'clock. Right. Right, Nathan and Lewis thanks for coming in see evening boys. no worries Luke. I've been Louis Mendes hope you've enjoyed the show thanks for all your tweets and emails uh, don't forget to tune in as I say tomorrow night at Love Spot Radio hope you've enjoyed it uh, hope John win some points while I'm on my holiday as well see you later